Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. This segment brought to you by Maine West Animal Hospital. Dog Talk with Dave McMahon on News Talk 610 CKTB. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Dog Talk. My name is Dave. I'm glad you're here with me tonight. We'll broadcast right up until 7 p.m. this evening. If you have any questions, you can always call 905-688-2582, 905-688-2582. Dog Talk is brought to you by Pet Food Outlet, the Main West Animal Hospital, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, and the Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital. And we are happy to have our sponsors on board. All Dog Talk radio shows are podcasted and archived. You can listen to Dog Talk anytime. Go to the 610CKTB website. We can find past episodes of Dog Talk www.610cktb.com. Dog Talk with me, Dave McMahon. You can get all that uh, dog talk that you want. Day and night, dog talk on demand. Also, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. The lists go on and on and on. Robert Kroon is the newly appointed sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. Say hello to Robert, everyone. How you doing, Dave? Hi, Robert. Good to see you. Really good to see you, too. Right on. Well, I'm certainly glad you could take time out of your schedule tonight to join us on Dog Talk. And congratulations to your new uh, appointed position as sergeant with the uh, NRP K-9 unit. Uh, that must be very exciting for you. Yeah, it was very exciting. Uh, I was in K-9 for a little while, and uh, the opportunity came around. I applied and was lucky enough to uh, get the spot. Right on. And you're, and you're not new at policing. When, when did you start at policing? I started in 2004. Yeah. So you've got a lot of years under your belt. Just a few. Yeah. Yeah. And tell us about the new police dog that you have. Well, right now I have a police dog, Maximus Tracker. He was named uh, that by a school. We had the public uh, help us out with naming him. He is a, now a one-year-old Springer um, pointer, or sorry, an English pointer. Uh, very, very energetic, very, very driven. Uh, he's going to make a great addition to the team. It's it's something that we had looked at in the past with a search and rescue dog um, solely. And uh, we had this year, we made it come to uh, fruition and uh, he's doing well. Well, that's good to hear. Now, are there plans to get him neutered or do you prefer to keep the uh, police dogs intact? We prefer to keep the male dogs intact um, unless there's some kind of medical problem. We find that, uh, yeah, there's no need to neuter them at all. Now, can we pry inquiring wines, in wines, okay, inquiring minds want to know, Robert, um, was this uh, dog donated or is this something that the NRP had to pay for as far as uh, acquiring this 
this new dog that that is really your canine partner? He will be my partner for the next seven, eight years for sure. Um, yeah, we did purchase them. Uh, we have in the past taken donated dogs, uh, depending on their drive and if, you know, if they're going to work out. But we tested out approximately eight or nine dogs and uh, he was at the top of the bill and uh, we decided to purchase him. Yeah. And, you know, I want to say that, you know, a dog, uh, I've known you for some time and a dog is is certainly not only a useful tool in policing, but I know for fact that you yourself, you're a dog lover and you've had canines in the past and you develop great relationships and good, strong bonds with your dogs. Yeah, to take this position, whether it's at the sergeant or as a constable level, you have to be an animal lover all around, a dog lover, and have some kind of understanding on how the dogs work. I've been lucky enough to have dogs all my life. Um, and then when the opportunity came to be a constable in a unit, I was lucky enough to win the best job in the world. And uh, again, now back in the unit after a three-year hiatus. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, very exciting times for you indeed. And uh, what are the qualities uh, that you look for in a, a working police dog? Well, you can talk to any civilian and myself, even when before I got into the canine unit, um, about any dog has a prey drive. And, and we all say that they have a, a hunting drive and, and all dogs do. When we're testing out our dogs for the service, we need that hunting drive to be over and above what we want in a civilian dog and, and what we want as our family pet. Um, endurance is another thing. You know, uh, it's easy. You can probably teach just about any dog to track, but when you're looking at what we're looking for, he's going to be able to track for 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour um, over various weather conditions. So he has to have that. We look at environmentally conditioning. Um, if, he, if he's timid or scared of, of certain things, we have some dogs that were scared of shiny floors or stairs, um, loud noises. These are all things that we look at in totality to choose the best dog for the for the handler. Yeah, it's very exciting. Listen, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back with more dog talk. I'm Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon Dog Academy and the happy host right here of the Dog Talk radio show on 610 CKTB. Uh, we'll take a short break. We'll come back with the newly appointed sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police K-9 unit. Robert Kroon is with me uh, right up until the top of the hour. We're going to have a lot of fun talking dogs. Stay with us, everyone. Canine Conditioning Center is excited to welcome pet owners back into the clinic. Please be patient as this will be phased in over the first two weeks of March to ensure there is a safe flow of owners and their pets. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center is fully open for all your pet's needs, including physiotherapy, swimming, fitness, and weight loss programs. Come out of the cold and exercise your pet in the heated swimming pool. Call 289-362-5900 or visit canineconditioningcenter.ca. 
Foodland Ontario reminds you to make it local. Look and ask for Ontario maple syrup when you shop. Good things grow in Ontario. Paid for by the Government of Ontario. Things are easing up on the Ford Erie bound QW, but we're still seeing delays from Ford Drive to Trafalgar and right through Walker's Line. As for the rest of the highways, things are moving smoothly. Now, looking at Wayne Fleet, emergency repairs continue here. The Oswego Bridge on Creek Road remains closed, and in Niagara Falls, ongoing maintenance is closing main south of Lundy's Lane. Now, looking at the border, a 21 minute backup for cars into Canada on the Peace Bridge, and on the Queenston Lewiston Bridge, a 10 minute delay. A message from Canadian Blood Services. Patients need people across Canada to show up and give. Lives depend on it. 9,600 appointments available this month. Visit blood.ca. I'm Miles Marcus, 610 CKTB. Time to save traffic next in 15 minutes. It will be cloudy tonight. There is a chance that we'll see some showers this evening, clearing overnight to low of minus two. Tomorrow, starting out sunny, then clouds moving in in the afternoon with a high of five. Wednesday, we'll see flurries or rain showers with a high of plus five. Thursday will be cloudy, chance of showers with a high of eight. Friday, cloudy, chance of rain, high of five. I'm Bonnie Heslop on News Talk 610 CKTB. 610 CKTB, Niagara's News Talk leader. Everything you need to know from Niagara. Across Niagara this morning. Across the country. Further disruptions to our supply chains. And around the world. Start your day in the know with Niagara in the morning with Tim Dennis. News and sports every half hour. Traffic and weather every 15 minutes. Dig into the news and the social issues of the day with the voice of Niagara. 610 CKTB. Online at 610CKTB.com. Hi, it's Nikolai from Dykstra Brothers. You know we do roofing. You know we do siding, soffit, fascia, and troughs. But did you know we're also an authorized Duradec installer? Duradec is a vinyl roofing membrane used to cover areas that need to be dry below, typically where there's living space. Installed over plywood and comes in a wide variety of colors and patterns. Now is the time of year to have Duradec installed. So give us a call or request a free quote online at dykstrabros.com and turn that flat roof into a work of art. CTV's The Good Doctor is all new tonight. Change is pushing the team to the edge. I can't trust you! Get into an all-new episode of The Good Doctor. Tonight at 10, only on CTV. Then stream anytime. This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to Dog Talk, everyone. Glad you could be here with us. Once again, the Dog Talk radio show is brought to you by Pet Food Outlet, the Maine West Animal Hospital, the Niagara Canine Conditioning Center, and Heartland Niagara Veterinary Animal Hospital. Uh, thank you so much for our sponsors who make the program possible. Thank you to the listener who tunes in each and every week, year after year after year. And thanks for telling your friends about the show. Thousands of people are joining us each and every week to watch the live Facebook uh, video broadcast of Dog Talk. As I said, the show is also available on Spotify, Apple Music, and Google Podcasts uh, after the live broadcast. Um, and we're going to be talking with um, Sergeant Robert Kroon in a couple of minutes. He's the newly appointed uh, sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police K-9 unit. Uh, very exciting because uh, he has a new dog that uh, he's going to be shaping and training and uh you know, for years and years, a German Shepherd was the, the symbolic sort of breed of dog when you think of a police dog. 
and certainly uh, there are many German Shepherd uh, dogs still in policing today, both in Canada and U.S. and Europe. But there's many other dogs that uh, many other breeds of dogs that are used for police work. We're going to be talking about that plus a whole lot more. I just want to let the uh, the listeners know that we're going to be doing a little bit of a contest, and it's an opportunity for you to win a $100 in-store credit for the pet food outlet located 824 Ontario Road in Welland. So uh, when you win a $100 in-store credit for pet food outlet, you basically bet, uh, get to go into the pet store, pick out $100 worth of merchandise, and keep it just for answering a little bit of a skill-testing question with me, Dave McMahon, on Dog Talk. So $100 worth of merchandise, hey, that really helps, doesn't it? You know, leashes, collars, treats, food, whatever you like. Now, I'm a man who believes in uh, recycling. You know, you recycle things, right? I recycle uh, quite a few of the questions <laughs> that we ask in our dog trivia. But uh, the question that I recycle quite often, I'm going to hit you with it now. People have a heck of a time with this one. And, of course, you know, there's, there's uh, uh, research available to you, you know, and there's, there's, uh, there's ways of you finding out. <laughs> it's just a, uh, you know, a couple of clicks on your phone or your device, and you can probably get the answer to this and win the $100 in-store credit for Pet Food Outlet. Here is the question. How many eyelids does a dog have per eye? That's right. How many eyelids does a dog have per eye? Tell us. Come live to air, 905-688-2582. That's 905-688-2582. 905-688-2582 is the direct number to reach me. You will have to come live to air and live online uh, and give me your answer. How many eyelids does a dog have per eye? Once again, get it correct and win the $100 in-store credit for Pet Food Outlet located 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Amazing uh, prices, huge selection there. And uh, the owners have trained uh, seven dogs of me, I believe, or maybe eight dogs in the last 32 years. So they brought a lot of dogs to me for training. All right, let's go back with our uh, conversation with uh, Robert Kroon, a newly appointed Sergeant Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. As we said, he has a new police dog. Now, for those that are just uh, tuning in now, Robert, could you let them know about the breed? And we know it's a one-year-old dog. Let them know about the breed again, if you don't mind reiterating that. He's an English pointer. The English pointer. English pointer. And he's, he's, he's physically fit. I mean, I've seen he, him on television. Very strong dog, yes. Yeah. And they, they, he has good concentration. He's got a great physique. And uh, he's got tractability. He's got the prey drive. He's got all the attributes that you look for in a working service police dog. Yes. Everything yeah. they wanted. Now, we talked about the German Shepherd being, you know, the symbolic police dog, right? And, and, and you know, I love Shepherds, and there's certainly a lot of Shepherds that do police work. But as I mentioned, there's other breeds. You know, in Florida, sometimes they'll use Rottweilers and Dobermans. They'll use Shepherds as well, Melanois. Um, help build the list for me, Robert. What other breeds have you seen excel in police work? Like you said, traditionally, it has been German Shepherds. Uh, up until about, I would say, 10 years ago, the Niagara Regional Police just basically had shepherds, um, but we've branched out. We've had Belgian Malinois right now. Um, I started with the with the um, English English Pointer, basically as a search and rescue dog. But I've been to different locations and different services where they're using um, various, like you said, different ones. Um, Dobermans, they'll use Rottweilers, Springers. 
they'll be using a lot of them. Hounds down in the States, they use a lot of them for tracking as well. Now, years ago, when you were on a canine unit, um, you had, what breed was it that you had, a shepherd? I had two Belgian Malinois. You had the two Malinois. Jeez, shame on me for not remembering that. <laughs> Being a, a past owner of Belgian Malinois myself. And of course, both those dogs are retired. and They're both retired, on. both living with me. Well, they're both still living with you. Both of them are. They both retired at the right age. We usually retire them around eight or nine. And that's when I came out of the unit. I got promoted uh, a few years ago. And uh, one was an explosive detection dog. And one was my tracking and cross-trained with narcotics detection. So they both came home and lived with me. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. And I'm sure you would agree with me that the Belgian Melanois isn't always, um, you know, the best dog maybe for a green handler. No, I wouldn't recommend giving anybody who's a brand new handler a Belgian Malinois. They are very focused, very hyper. Uh, I wouldn't say hard to train, but it's, it, it, he's at a different level than a shepherd. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. I understand. Um, for those that are wondering, uh, I was hoping you could describe some of the training that the police dogs go through. If you can give you know, a, a description, even if it's bullet point. On, on some of the training the dogs would go through uh, to become a, a police uh, service dog? We, we start off slow. It's usually about a 15-week course, um, 15 or 16, depends on the dog. Uh, we'll start out with basically um, small, short tracks, double-laid in grass fields, a lot of odor for the dog to be successful at the end, and they're, they're fairly short. You're talking 20, maybe 30 meters uh, and we build on it from there. Once they get the game of putting your nose down and locating that odor and following that scent, you can build on anything. Uh, obedience is one of the biggest things that we we harp on. Without obedience, you really don't have a lot. Uh, the dog has to focus on you and has to know what he's doing and why he's doing it. We, we build on everything like that. Um, once the dog's starting to learn to track, we throw in articles. We do article searches for evidentiary stuff that we might be looking for that a suspect might have dropped. And we slowly build up through the weeks and months through that. Um, all the dogs, except for mine right now, they will have uh, handler protection as well, which means, you know, if the handler's in, in trouble, the dog will come to protect them. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Sorry, depending and on what dogs we have, then we'll introduce either the explosive work or the detection for narcotics. And I know that there's an enormous amount of socialization and, and exposure to different terrain and stairs and surfaces and, and really creating that, that bomb-proof dog that is going to be stable in all situations from slippery floors to fire escapes. I mean, you're, you're going to great extent to, to socialize the dogs probably you know, much more than the average uh, pet canine owner would, for example. We train constantly, um, even after we're done our 15-week course. It's, it's constant training for every day. And we try to make it as real to life as we possibly can, throwing in any kind of environmental condition that we might see out there that the dog might react to. So if it is the first time or the second time he's seen it, it's not going to shut the dog down. Yeah. Now, would you say the Kong toy and the ball would be uh, the most uh, common or the... Uh you know, the most uh, exciting rewards that you would implement in the training for the dog? That's what we use as a Kong or a ball at the end of the of the track or, or any kind of exercise that he he's tasked to do. His reward is simply the Kong, and they love it. 
Now, is there any room for any food reward at any time? Are you using any treat reward at any time for any application of any training at this point? At this point, we haven't. Um, other services will introduce food tracking. Um, they use the analogy, you know, if you're doing a long track, um, they're really not getting paid as they go through the track until the end. And to keep them focused, some people will put some wieners down or some kind of dog biscuit down to keep their focus. It's something that we looked at in the past. Um, if your dog is having trouble with longer tracks and focusing, you certainly can put some food on the track. Um, but my perspective and my point of view right now, we haven't needed it. it they've been uh, doing well with just a Kong. Yeah, and they've got the ball drive and the Kong drive, and they're, they're super excited for that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to slide over to the old telephone here and take uh, uh, take one of our contestants that are trying to win a $100 in-store credit for Pet Food Outlet located the east side of the Rose City of Welland, 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Pet Food Outlet uh, donating a $100 in-store credit. Contest question, once again, how many eyelids does the dog have per eye? And let's go to the telephone. Uh, help me with the uh, pronunciation, or forgive me if I miss pronounce your name is it melea hi and let's go to the telephone uh help me hello welcome to dog talk it's dave mcmahon hello are you there oh not there all right we'll uh we'll check it out a little bit later on you might have hello? to call back hello are you there hi it's dave hello? from uh, dog talk are you there yes i'm i'm here oh good good i'm glad you're there and how, how do i say your name Maloya. Ah, oh, thank you so much. I apologize. I stumbled with your name. So okay. uh, I guess you're trying to win the $100 in-store credit for the pet food outlet here on Dog Talk tonight? Yes, that'd be great. Right on. Okay, so you go ahead. Tell us how many eyelids does a dog have per eye? Three. That's correct. Yay. Right on. Congratulations. You won the $100 in-store credit for pet food outlet. Can I ask you a couple of dozen questions? Sure. <laughs> Are you a first-time listener of Dog Talk? No, I listen all the time. Right on. Well, thank you for being a devoted listener. Have you ever been to Pet Food Outlet? Yes, I have. Oh, very nice. And uh, what what uh, animals do you have? A dog, cat? What do you have? Um, I have a new puppy, a uh, St. Bernard puppy named Sully. And Sully. I have, and of course, a horse named Tequila. Oh, the horse's name is Tequila. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Well, listen, you're going to go to Pet Food Outlet. You're going to be able to pick out almost anything. I don't know if they have any horse or equine supplies, but you never uh -huh. know. Perfect. So I just, I just for, go there? Well, what's going to happen is you're going to stay on the, uh, the line, and our okay. phenomenal uh, technical producer, Mr. Greg Campagna, is going to take uh -huh. some information from you, and then okay. we're going to explain how you can claim your $100 in-store credit at Pet Food Outlet. Okay, I'd like just to say something about your last speaker. Um, I just watched Rescue by Ruby, and it's uh, based on a true story about a, a dog that was rescued at a, at a, 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 like a humane society yes. and became a police dog, and it's based on a true story. It's really good, and it's on Netflix. Very nice. I'm going to have to watch that. It's really good. Thank you. Thank you for telling us about that. You have yourself a doggone phenomenal night. Thank you. You take care. 
We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to continue talking dogs with the newly appointed sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police K-9 Unit, Robert Kroon, is with me. I'm Dave McMahon. We'll be back on Dog Talk on 610 CKTB in just a few minutes. Why do so many pet pairings entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable with financing for qualifying clients and are now welcoming back patients into the clinics. Visit Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com and Heartland Animal Hospital at Niagara Falls Animal Hospital.com. Everyone at Niagara Canine Conditioning Center is excited to welcome pet owners back into the clinic. Please be patient as this will be phased in over the first two weeks of March to ensure there's a safe flow of owners and their pets. The Niagara Canine Conditioning Center is fully open for all your pet's needs, including physiotherapy, swimming, fitness, and weight loss programs. Come out of the cold and exercise your pet in the heated swimming pool. Call 289-362-5900 or visit canineconditioningcenter.ca. Can you believe it, Rex? It's walkie time. Fluffy, you just want to show off your new leash and collar from Pet Food Outlet. Mom and Dad are so happy about the great prices. I can't wait to see what they get me next time they go. Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Open Monday to Thursday, 9 to 7, Friday, 9 to 8, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 5. Visit Pet Food Outlet on Facebook today. Pet Food Outlet, making pets and their people happy. No more delays on the QEW going forward. Erie bound on the 406. Things are moving well. Same for the 405, the 420, and Howie 58. And overall, we're problem-free across the major routes throughout the region. At the border, a 28-minute delay into Canada on the Peace Bridge for cars and an 11-minute backup on the Queenston-Lewiston Bridge. And now no delays on the Rainbow Bridge and no delays for cars to the States for now. A message from Canadian Blood Services. Patients need people across Canada to show up and give. Lives depend on it. 9,600 appointments available this month. Visit blood.ca. I'm Miles Marcus, 610 CKTB, Time Saver Traffic. It will be cloudy tonight. There is a chance that we'll see some showers this evening, clearing overnight to low of minus two. Tomorrow, starting out sunny, then clouds moving in in the afternoon with a high of five. Wednesday, we'll see flurries or rain showers with a high of plus five. Thursday will be cloudy, chance of showers with a high of eight. Friday, cloudy, chance of rain, high of five. I'm Bonnie Heslop on News Talk 610 CKTB. Can you believe it, Rex? It's walkie time. <laughs> Fluffy, you just want to show off your new leash and collar from Pet Food Outlet. Mom and Dad are so happy about the great prices. I can't wait to see what they get me next time they go. Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Open Monday to Thursday, 9 to 7, Friday, 9 to 8, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 5. Visit Pet Food Outlet on Facebook today. Pet Food Outlet, making pets and their people happy.
This segment brought to you by Niagara Canine Conditioning Center. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTV. Welcome back to the Dog Talk Radio Show. I'm Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy. Just want to let the listeners know that we have the April group course start dates for the obedience classes on my website. Go to davemcmahon.ca. Many struggle with the last name. The uh, pronunciation is McMahon. The H is silent. Often they'll say, hello, Mr. McMahon. So H is silent. And uh, the spelling, let me help you out with the spelling. Dave, well, that part's easy. McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-O-N dot C-A. So that's Dave McMahon.ca. All my contact information is there. The email, phone number, social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all the contact information is there. You can uh, check out some videos. You can read my blog. Information on the private lessons we provide, the behavior modification training programs, board and train programs where you send your dog to us, where your dog lives with us for training. Semi-private lessons, daytime classes, evening classes, training lessons for children, adults, and seniors, year-round training. That's right. Uh, Basic through intermediate and advanced obedience training, uh, scent detection training, and uh, much more. So reach out to me, Dave McMahon, at the davemcmahon.ca website, and you can email me directly through the website, and I can help you. We can set up a free consultation to get started, to talk to you about all the opportunities we have available to help you train your dog. And we are very happy to have Robert Kroon with us. He is the sergeant of the newly appointed sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. He's no uh, stranger to policing. He's been involved in uh, policing. He's been a constable and a sergeant as well uh, for many years now. And he's telling us all about his new dog. So that's very exciting. Uh, Robert, can you tell us about the the current canine unit that you have now? Maybe let us know how many dogs on the unit, how many handlers. I imagine that would be the same answer, how many dogs, how many handlers. Sure, we have uh, six handlers um, and six dogs. Uh, But a lot of times we do have handlers with uh, two dogs, you know, if they're specialized in something. Uh, I I was lucky enough to have two dogs, one being tracking and one being single-purpose explosives. So, yeah, we have six really young, eager constables, which is awesome for the unit. And we also have six really good young dogs as well. So, and they're all doing fantastic. Now, is it is it mostly male handlers that you get uh, that apply? Do you have, have you seen any female handlers on the unit? We had, uh, at the time, Constable Pam Carter. Yes. Um, she's. You probably know Pam or have heard of her. She got promoted to sergeant. She's retired since then. Uh, She was our only female handler. But every time the position comes up, and it's a rarity, four or five years, um, every four or five years, I should say, is when we have a posting for a new canine handler. We do get between 10 and 15 constables that want it, and we're seeing more and more females coming out, which is great. Good stuff, yeah. Now, can you touch on anything, uh, you know, maybe just skim on it a little bit of of uh, what uh, sort of a prerequisite or criteria uh, is necessary? Um, I mean, once upon a time, someone had to be a constable for five years before they applied to come on the canine unit. Is that similar or still the case? 
it, it, it's still the case you have to be a first-class constable to apply. There's some exceptions, you know, if we don't have enough uh, interest in the spot, we can go down to a second-class uh, constable. But for the most part, we get 10 to 15 people applying for per position, which is great. We look at the physical ability, obviously. This is a very physical job. Um, if you don't like to run, it's probably not the job for you. Uh, but you're climbing fences, you're going through rough terrain. So we do test the officer's physical ability. We test their bond with dogs too. So we bring them out to a training day um, and we, we, we test them around the dogs. Uh, we put a bite suit on them, let them take a bite, see how they handle that. A lot of people think it's fun until they have a dog hanging off them and, you know, they get a little nervous. So we yeah. score them on their reaction and, and how they just adjust to being around the dogs uh, like that. Yeah, how we they do, cope, I guess, hey? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a different aspect, especially if we do standoffs where they're not in a bite suit and they run and the dog just barks at them. That makes a lot of people nervous when you have, you know, an 80-pound German Shepherd barking at your feet. So it's, it's their reaction. We score them on that. But of course, there's an interview, and they have to put in their resume as well. I was going to ask you what area, and somebody wanted me to ask you this, what area is the Niagara Regional Police covering as far as the canine unit? Um, I mean, from, is it Grimsby to Fort Erie, or can you give us some ideas to the area that you would cover? So the six officers and myself, when my dog is up and trained and, and certified, it's basically from Grimsby to Fort Erie, from the border of Hamilton all the way to the border of Simcoe to okay. the Peace Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. broad area. It's a big area. It's a big area. And the the uh, the canine handlers, the canine officers are bringing their their canine partner, they're bringing their dog home at the end of the shift, correct? Yes. Yes. And so... Um, is the dog sleeping in a crate? Is it an outdoor enclosure? Can you talk about the living conditions and the living situation for the dogs when they go home at the end of the shift with their with their handlers? They all have uh, an outdoor kennel and a dog house. A lot of the dog houses are heated. Um, so they have a, a good run at home as well uh, for them to live. If it gets too cold, um, most of the officers will put the dogs inside into a, you know, a very kennel or a travel kennel to keep them warm at night. But yeah, it's, it's part of the bonding process of, of being a canine handler. It's, you take the dog home, it builds more of a bond. Uh, the dog becomes part of your family. Yeah. Yeah. And these dogs get a lot of fun time and play time and fetch time and downtime. It's not all work and no play. No, they, we call them working dogs, but everything they do and how we teach them, to them, that's play. That's what they love to do. They love to track because they know they're going to get the ball at the end of the track. They love to search for items because they know they're going to be rewarded with their favorite toy. So, in essence, all their training is fun. They have a lot of fun. When your day's off, the dogs do need some downtime, just like us. So, we try not to work them too much. They get exercise. They get played with by the handler. But yeah, there's a lot of downtime for the dog as well to just to relax and be a dog. Now with civilian canine trainers, there's always been, and I imagine always will be, controversy pertaining to training callers. Are you yep. finding or have you found, Rob, 
that there's any controversy and difference of opinion in regards to training collars when it comes to uh, canine police dogs amongst trainers or handlers? Well, years ago, they were talking about banning the, the prong collar yeah. because they thought it was cruel. Yeah. Uh, we've used them. If used correctly, they don't hurt the dog. It's, it's a slight correction. Um, as far as I know, every service still uses the prong collars. We've now started to use the e-collars, yeah. um, which helps us immensely on recalls and, and, and just getting the dog to do what we want him to do. Yeah, and like you said, if the, the e-collar or the prong is used humanely uh, and it's done properly, it's an effective training tool and it's it's not abusive and it's it's humane. I mean, it's but the idea is to use it safely and, and humanely and it's not used uh, to deliver any sort of pain to the dog. No, it's 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 not used as discipline. It's it's a more of a reminder. My dog has been introduced to the e-collar, and he's a very very sensitive dog, so he responds just by vibration. Yeah. There's no electricity going through it. It's just a vibration. That's enough for him. And every dog you, is is different, so you have to test your dog and what his level of comfortable uh, com- being comfortable is. And with dogs, as you know, that exactly there's varying levels of sensitivity. My uh, my one daughter. Uh, Nina, she's got a big Rottweiler and, uh, you know, he put his paws up on the countertop at the house and they they vibrated him uh, with the uh, the e-collar just on vibrate. And that was enough to send him the message that it wasn't good for him to counter surf. So, you know, you know, here's a big, strong Rottweiler and uh, it just needed just a little vibration to uh, snap him out of that. that state of mind where he thinks that the countertop is a Pez dispenser. So, um, you know, there is no one correction fits all. No, definitely not. And every dog is different. Are there any misconceptions about police dogs? Is there, is there anything that you find that you're having to maybe reiterate or talk about to the general public or commonly asked question? A, a lot of people do get nervous. And I'm going to get it. you to hold that for a second, Robert, if you don't mind. Uh, because uh, Mr. Uh, Greg Campagna, our phenomenal technical producer, uh, tells me we must take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk about, you know, perhaps misconceptions about police dogs or some commonly asked questions that uh, that Robert has answered. Hey, I'm Dave McMahon. You're listening to Dog Talk. We'll come back and continue conversation with the newly appointed canine sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police, Robert Kroon. We're coming right back. At Easy Financial, we know you've worked hard for your home. That's why our home equity loans help you save money with our lowest rates, so your home can work for you. If you need to make home repairs or manage unexpected expenses, we can help you get approved for a loan up to $75,000 when you need an alternative to the banks. Plus, from March 7th to 31st, get a free home appraisal valued at $299 with your new home equity loan. Apply today without affecting your credit score at easyfinancial.com and get on the path to a better financial future. Conditions apply. Easy Financial. Better tomorrows. Can you believe it, Rex? It's walkie time. Fluffy, you just wanted to show off your new leash and collar from Pet Food Outlet. Mom and Dad are so happy about the great prices. I can't wait to see what they get me next time they go. Pet Food Outlet, 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Open Monday to Thursday, 9 to 7, Friday, 9 to 8, Saturday, 9 to 5, and Sunday, 10 to 5. Visit Pet Food Outlet on Facebook today. Pet Food Outlet, making pets and their people happy. 
Why do so many pet parents entrust their cherished companions to Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital in Niagara Falls and Maine West Animal Hospital in Welland year after year? Simple. It's the way they treat their patients and the people who love them with dignity, respect, and the utmost compassion. Both vet clinics help make pet care affordable with financing for qualifying clients and are now welcoming back patients into the clinics. Visit Maine West Animal Hospital at mainwestvet.com and Heartland Animal Hospital at Niagara Falls Animal Hospital.com. This segment brought to you by Heartland Niagara Animal Hospital. Now, more dog talk with Dave McMahon. News Talk 610 CKTB. Dog Talk Radio Show, everyone. Dog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for telling your friends about the program. Really appreciate it. We're on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, on and on and on. And go to the radio station's website, 610cktb.com. All the uh, past episodes of Dog Talk are archived right there. So you can listen when you're driving. You can listen when you're in your hot tub. You can listen when you're in your shower, maybe. We're talking to Robert Croon, Sergeant Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. In case you're just joining us now, he's the newly appointed Sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. I've mentioned that about a thousand times since we started. It's very exciting. Uh, he's got a, uh, a very uh, rewarding uh, career with uh, being the Sergeant of the Canine Unit. And uh, the man loves dogs, as we talked about. Uh, yes, the dog is a tool in their occupation. But the dog is more than that, you know, and they have a great bond with their dog and he truly loves dogs. I think that's really important. Um, we were talking just before we slid away to break, Robert, uh, you know, do you think that there's any misconceptions about police dogs or something that you find yourself having to revisit and maybe clear up anything? Is there anything that's come your way that you keep hearing again and again that you have to tell people this is the way it is when it comes to a police dog? A lot of people do think the dogs are, are vicious or mean um, by nature, and that's the way we want them. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. When we tell people don't approach a police dog or, or, or don't come near us, there's, there's different reasons why. I, I mentioned it earlier that all the dogs have the handler protection. So if you're walking towards a police officer, the canine officer might not see you, but the dog will. The dog, we don't know. He might react thinking this is a threat to his handler or himself. So we ask that you stay away. That always comes down, whether we do presentations at schools or, or any kind of public presentation, is can we pet the dog? It, it's not detrimental to the dog. The dogs love being pet, petted. They're animals. They're, they're, they like the field love just like us. Um, but operationally as well, if you're approaching a police dog, you don't know if the dog is working. Um, and just the environmental conditions of coming up, you might throw the dog off what he's supposed to be doing, which is either tracking or looking for a suspect or a, a missing person. Yeah, yeah. And tracking and the nose work is pretty much uh, foremost in the, your line of work with the dogs. You know, I the dogs just nice. aren't biting and biting and attacking. You know, some people have this, this sort of uh, thought that the dog is, you know, just out there to attack, you know, the bad guy. And that's not always the case. No, uh, very, very few bites every year. 
Um, Our dogs, we can trust to find missing children, missing Alzheimer's patients. Um, So it doesn't always end with a bite. Um, I I can't remember the last time I saw a bite report come across my desk. So yeah, it's kind of a misconception that the dogs are mean. They're not. They're very well trained and they have a good, uh, a good obedience on them. Well, we've been jumping around with topics, that's for sure, trying to cover a lot of ground, just like a tracking dog, trying to cover a lot of ground. How about we go into the dog's diet? Uh, I imagine you're feeding a commercial brand kibble. Can you Most name our- drop? Is there a brand of kibble that you have success with? I right now am just using Purina Pro. That's for my dog. That's what uh, the kennel that I, I picked them up from is using and he's doing very well on it. So I'm not going to change it. The rest of our, our team uses a raw food. Oh, they are feeding raw now. They all went to raw. Yes. Yeah. And they're having great success with it. I imagine if they've decided no no problems whatsoever. Um, Before I left the canine, the first time my two dogs were on raw as well. And I, I had good, uh, good success with it. Yeah. And left stool. Less stool. They don't drink as much because there's a lot of moisture in the raw. So I, I noticed when I put my dog on raw in the hot days, he wasn't lapping up as much water as he, he would have on dry kibble. Now, is it true that you're not going to be washing, you're not going to be bathing the uh, the police dogs uh, maybe as often as some people do with their pets because you don't want to take the oils out of the coat when you're tracking the dogs? Those oils can help uh, repel ice and water. Can you touch on that, the bathing uh, frequency? Yeah, it, it might be one every two or three months, yeah. depending on, you know, the environment outside. Um, unless they get sprayed like a skunk, like uh, <laughs> one of our officers did the other night. Uh, Terrible. <laughs> they might be bathing a few more times. <laughs> Honestly. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the program, Robert. And uh, once again, congratulations on your brand new position as sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. Congratulations on your new dog. And thanks for joining us on Dog Talk. Uh, Keep up the awesome work you're doing in policing and uh, keep up the great uh, work that uh, you're doing and that you're going to be doing with your canine unit. Great. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Great having you. Take Take care, care. Robert. Thank you. Robert Kroon, newly appointed canine sergeant of the Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. Great having him on the program. Don't forget, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and go to the radio station website, 610cktb.com, www.610cktb.com. All Dog Talk shows are podcasted and archived. You can listen to past episodes of Dog Talk. If your dog's giving you a hassle, contact me, Dave McMahon, at the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy website. Go to my website for all of my contact information, my phone number, my email, and all my social media contact information. The website for the Dave McMahon Dog Academy is davemcmahon.ca. So that's Dave, M-C-M-A-H-O-N.ca. And there you will see testimonials, uh, video clips, and information on the obedience classes. We offer private lessons. We do in-home training. We do board and train programs. And we also have trainer courses where we can mentor you to become a professional dog trainer. We do consultations 
to help dog owners learn how to properly housebreak their dogs or fix any sort of behavior problems. If you have a reactive dog that is aggressive toward other dogs or aggressive toward people, we provide private one-on-one behavior modification training at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy in Niagara Falls. So that's where we are, Dave McMahon's Dog Academy in Niagara Falls. And where's that? Well, you'll have to go to the website, davemcmahon.ca. Congratulations to our contest winner for winning a $100 in-store credit. For the Pet Food Outlet, located 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Thank you again to Robert Kroon, Sergeant, Niagara Regional Police Canine Unit. Thank you to my awesome producer, Mr. Greg Campagna. Thank you to the listener for joining me, Dave McMahon, on the Dog Talk Show, live, online, and live as a Facebook watch every Monday night at... 610 p.m. on 610 a.m. CKTB. Good night. Lady, won't you move my way? Can't you move my